Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Anna Dedder from the Opinion and Analysis Desk. As Moscow makes its final preparations before the opening of the 2018 World Cup, members of FIFA are set to choose the host for the 2026 football tournament. The favourite has been a US-led bid, but Morocco's proposal is fast gaining support, in part because of resentment against Donald Trump, says Murad Ahmed. The decision is complex, says Murad, further muddied by politics, big money and the aftermath of a corruption scandal. There are few geopolitical tussles in which the tiny Caribbean island of St Lucia holds as much sway as global powers like China, Brazil or Germany. But the decision on which country hosts the Football World Cup is won. In Moscow on June 13th, the eve of the opening match of the 2018 tournament, members of FIFA, international football's governing body, will select the hosts of the 2026 competition. The choice is between a powerhouse joint bid from the US, Canada and Mexico, three of the world's largest economies, and Morocco, which barely scrapes into the top 60. And yet, the North African state is, as one FIFA official puts it, coming up on the rails in the fight to host what would be the biggest ever World Cup. One of the key factors appears to be simmering resentment, especially among some African members, towards US President Donald Trump. The vote will be scrutinised as much for its conduct as the eventual winner. The decision will set the future direction of FIFA as it seeks to escape the corruption scandal that briefly threatened its existence and undermined the award of the last two tournaments. Several of the FIFA board members who voted in 2010 to give this year's World Cup to Russia and the 2022 edition to Qatar were later implicated in wrongdoing. As a result, FIFA introduced reforms designed to clean up the organisation and the horse trading that blighted previous votes. As a FIFA spokesperson says, the bidding process has been designed to evaluate the bids against objective criteria and so avoid a return to the secret and subjective decisions of the past. Each of its more than 200 member nations will cast a vote, with 104 needed for victory. It is a decision taken by sports administrators, but one national politicians may wish to influence. Anticipating nearly unanimous support from within its own continent, the North American bid team were jolted last month when Edmund Estefane, St Lucia's Minister for Development and Sports, told reporters the island would back Morocco 200%. Yet, when the Financial Times puts this to Lyndon Cooper, President of St Lucia's Football Association, who will cast his country's vote in Moscow, he says, No determination has been made. We will support the one bid that will benefit our country our people and our sport. The confusion adds to the sense that the North American bid, the overwhelming favourite with its world-class stadiums, training facilities and a promise of record profits, is not as secure as many had thought even a few months ago, with some officials blaming what they call the Donald Trump effect. It is a recognition that regardless of the technical merits of either bid, 
global politics will play a part in the decision. An advisor to one of FIFA's top executives says many developing nations are balking at handing the US president a victory after he referred to African states as shithole countries. In a sign of the uncertainty surrounding the vote, some close to FIFA's leadership believe its members will plump for the North American bid to help assuage the American officials behind the continuing bribery probe, while others argue the opposite is true that members may seek to punish the US for launching the bribery investigation in the first place. One of FIFA's top executives says, The future of FIFA is not dependent on, but it is linked to, having the right vote, in technical terms, for 2026. If it just comes down to politics, rather than assessing what is good for the organisation, remember the World Cup provides 90% of FIFA's revenues, you have to question why the bidding process exists at all. When the joint US, Canada and Mexico bid, dubbed United 2026, was launched in April 2017, there was little expectation of a contest. FIFA's rules require the World Cup to rotate around continents, restricting challenges from the European and Asian federations, given that the next two tournaments are to be held in those regions. Morocco promises a more compact event for fans and teams, with matches played in a time zone better suited to European and Asian TV markets. But the 2026 tournament, the first to feature 48 rather than 32 teams, which makes it more expensive, would appear to favour the US-led bid. Last year, a suggestion that FIFA should fast-track the North American bid without a formal vote was considered, but ultimately shelved. Morocco, which has unsuccessfully bid to host the tournament four times before, joined the race with only hours to spare before last August's deadline. Few expected it could challenge the North American effort, which promises revenues of $14 billion from broadcasting, sponsorship and ticketing, with profits around double those achieved by any previous tournament. The vast majority of matches, including the final, will take place in the US, but games will be staged across 23 cities from New York and Los Angeles to Mexico City and Toronto, all in stadiums already built. The United team says it could host the World Cup tomorrow if required. Carlos Cordero, president of the United States Soccer Federation, says a North American World Cup could also attract sponsors wary of being associated with FIFA since the scandal broke. You would like to think that not just Coca-Cola, but maybe several other of the Fortune 500 companies that are based in North America will become FIFA partners over many, many years, he says. The economic side is not everything, but it's not unimportant either. By contrast, Morocco has proposed a $3 billion stadium construction plan to build nine new venues, including a 93,000-seater stadium in Casablanca, at an estimated cost of $400 million. The government-backed plan involves a total of $15.8 billion in infrastructure spending, but the bid team says the vast majority of this cost, such as the building of two high-speed rail lines, are already part of the country's modernisation plans. Morocco predicts a profit of $5 billion, less than half that of its rival. To compensate, it highlights other advantages, less travel for fans, passionate home support, and in a non-too-subtle dig at the US, very low gun circulation. Hicham al-Amrani, chief executive of the Morocco 2026 bid, says a vote for his country would be a historic choice to prove to other emerging nations that they can host global mega-events, particularly at a time when many cities and countries appear unwilling to take on the escalating costs. He says, The World Cup is not only about the size of a nation or its economic maturity. It's about much more than that. 
it has a much bigger role. Senior figures in football suggest that the United bid has strong support across North and South America, representing 45 votes. But they add that Morocco will score well with its fellow African nations, which provide 54 votes, and could expect support from parts of Asia and even European countries with which it has links, such as France. Anxiety over the strength of the Moroccan bid has seen Mr Trump hit out on Twitter. Last month he tweeted, It would be a shame if countries that we always support were to lobby against a US bid. Why should we be supporting these countries when they don't support us, including at the UN? Later, speaking at a press conference with Mamadou Buhari, Nigeria's president, Mr Trump appeared to link support for the US-led bid with future trade deals. He said, I hope all African countries and countries throughout the world that we also will be supporting you and that they will likewise support us in our bid along with Canada and Mexico for the 2026 World Cup. We will be watching very closely and any help that they could give us in that bid, we would appreciate. FIFA declined to comment on whether Mr Trump's comments breach its rules against political interference in the bidding process. The North American bid team insists they do not, but it may prove counterproductive, with senior football industry figures saying the US president is a drag on his country's efforts. One senior Asian football official says Islamic nations are concerned with the US administration's push to introduce an immigration ban on some Muslim-majority countries. This view is echoed in Europe, with one former official saying, A lot of people are unhappy with the US. It's the Trump thing. But Mr Cadero says, I've not been in a single meeting where a FIFA member has said to me that they're not going to vote for us because of what Mr Trump said or didn't say. Behind-the-scenes manoeuvring by major powers could yet impact the vote, however. Russian officials have pledged their support to Morocco. One senior European football executive says Russia is likely to lobby nations within its orbit of influence. He says, I find it very hard to believe the North American bid will win in Moscow. The Russians are not going to be happy with that. In response, the North American bid last month released higher projections of profits than previously expected. It also pledged visas for officials, fans and players to the event regardless of their religion or national origin, an apparent nod to concerns over Mr Trump's proposed travel ban. It also overhauled its bid team, replacing Sunil Gulati, the former US soccer chief, with three co-chairs, one from each of the bidding countries, in a move seen as pushing Canada and Mexico further into the spotlight and making it appear less like a US-focused bid. FIFA insists that neither Gianni Infantino, the president who faces re-election next year, nor any other senior officials have a preferred bidder. A spokesperson says, The FIFA president is not involved in this process and he will not take part in the vote of the Congress. But the United bid offers a substantial windfall for FIFA, an organisation that has suffered an annual loss of $191.5 million in 2017, partly related to legal costs over the bribery investigations. Miguel Maduro, a former FIFA governance official brought in after the scandal, says his experience suggests there is a link between the need to gather financial resources with the World Cup and the political survival of the president of FIFA. Separately, there is a concern that Morocco may yet be excluded from the race altogether, 
after it expressed concerns that FIFA updated regulations 48 hours before final bids were submitted in March. This included a requirement that host cities must have a population of 250,000 or more, which would exclude the city of Orezazate, where a new stadium is planned. Each bid will be scored on a 0 to 5 scale by FIFA's Inspection Task Force. Any nation that falls short on two points of key criteria, stretching from stadiums to quality of media facilities, will be excluded. The results are expected within the next few days, although executives close to the FIFA leadership say they will be stunned if Morocco was barred from the final vote. One of FIFA's most senior executives, who insists the North American bid remains a favourite, says, From a standing start, Morocco is coming up on the rails quite quickly. But they add, Overall, if the task force report is clear that there is an overwhelmingly better candidate in terms of money and technical specifications, and they still lose, then what's the point of the reforms? Thanks for listening to the FT Big Read. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on all the usual apps. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.